Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Rant Match, a podcast for black girls who talk too much. I'm Tuli. Yo. And I'm Naya. And welcome to yet another episode, guys. So excited to be behind the mic as we are every week. This episode is definitely coming up late. We are so sorry for that. You know what? I think our new standard is as long as we post that week. <laughs> because, listen, when we say life yeah, is life yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's lifing. It's hitting us so hard. hard. So hard. Naya, how are you <laughs> so doing? Hard, yeah. Give us a bit of a life update. Let the people know Ooh. what's up. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I say everything that could go wrong has gone wrong in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, and it's not even like, I want to say it's not even really that bad, but it's just like it's taking an emotional toll. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like. It's just taking an emotional toll. Um, I'm figuring out grad school. My brother graduates next week and he turns 18. So he will be legally an adult next week. And that's like after effects of everything else that's happened. But that's something that is literally in the back of my head right now. And also it's Father's Day this week. I don't know. It's a lot going on. Mm. I can't even tell you what I what my week is. It's It's a lot of stuff that's just... Way too much is happening between getting ready for school, trying to move, trying to figure out where I'm moving before the school year starts. I don't think Um, you've told us about going back to school. Tell us about going back to to school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am getting my master's in social work. Um, Hey, okay, black girl. Okay, black girl. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm about to level up. I'm so excited next year, y'all, when I get to say she mastered it. Like, I'm so ready for that post, okay? I'm ready for it. She's even got your caption in your mind. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've already got it. I've already got it. And I didn't even start school yet. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm excited for that but it's still just like you're going back to school Mm. and all that that comes with and so that's kind of the stress that i've been dealing with lately is like okay well how are you gonna fund it what is that gonna be like how much are you gonna be working while you're in school because for us it's very common that you are working part of your uh financial aid that the school gives you is work study so figuring out a job that i can do on campus that they have money designated for me for um all of that has been kind of stressful on top of the fact that like work is changing because school is getting out and I'm a teacher and then I'm also doing all these other things and you still got to pay the bills in your life and what that looks like. And it just felt like this week was the week that all of my friends, I was telling my friend this earlier this week, it just felt like this week was the week that all of my friends took turns annoying and pissing me off. <laughs> like it was like friend after friend ever. I was like, y'all are playing dodgeball with my emotions, huh? This is great. Well, you this is just great. By any chance, or is your period coming? Yep. Okay. I just started okay. it. I just started. I, this is day two. So Makes yes, sense. that is also another thing of just like, why the hell? Yeah. I've also learned. My mother pointed out, I'm not a very confrontational person. Mm-hmm. I relearned that about myself. I am not the person to bring up the conflict. I have no problem dealing with conflict when it's there. Yeah. However. I'm not necessarily the one who's always going to bring it up. Mm. So, like, yes, I am the person who 
loves like fights for what i love and i have no problem calling you out if you come for my dude yeah i'm coming for you but you started that yeah. i'm not going to bring that up type thing yeah. you know yeah. um so i've learned that about myself and it's starting to get it's starting to get real rough out here because i just it's not that i don't know how to speak up for myself but i will try and play like peacemaker mm. all the damn time mm. and sometimes i don't want it i will do it to the point where i'm resentful and that's where i need to get yeah. better it's yeah. like it's like if you're gonna I just be gotta a do peacemaker, better. do it at least be, enjoy it yes and be content with that, yeah, like, that you've chosen yeah yeah like at least freaking enjoy it but i'm like straight up doing it resentfully like and then you had the audacity mm. to make me have to do this this and this is like but they don't know that you're upset <laughs> like yeah. at all <laughs> yeah, yeah. because you haven't said anything genius so that's something i'm working through yeah i'm figuring that out about myself tuli what about you how's your life what's going on with you oh y'all i'm literally <laughs> i am not having a good time in life man i'm really not having a good time yeah. in life right now um also in on my period so i've experienced pms like on a different level but that's i think because my body really is going through the most i was i'm i'm on a contraceptive purely because i don't get a period so before i went on contraceptives i wow. think i was 21 or 20 when i got on contraceptives because i have pcos and anybody who knows about pcos you'll read up on it and the complications and what it actually means for me in the long term so I had to get on a contraceptive um, and it's really just messed my body up and I resent, resent contraceptives for that reason. Mm. They've honestly just changed my whole body and changed my whole life. So I think last month or something, I had forgotten um, to buy my pill, right? I forgot to, to, to restock it and I don't get reminders. Okay. So then by the time I remembered, I had no more money left. So I couldn't do it. And then I was off my dad's medical aid for a bit. So I couldn't go get it on medical aid. So I spent a month oh. off of, um, the pill and my body was so happy with me. Like my girl downstairs was so happy and she was fine and she was like just breathing and happy and I was breathing and happy and then eventually I had to get back on. So after my next period came, I had to get back on to get my body regular again, mm -hmm. you know. And I think it just really messed up everything, right? Yeah. So obviously I'm still on the like placebo pills because I'm still on my period, but I'm I'm... Yeah. Just not okay because of how heavy that PMS was. Like my PMS was so bad last month. Like it was so bad. You know, I think and it's a chat I've been seeing on Twitter, well, on South African Twitter for a minute. Well, not now, but like maybe a few months ago about how we need to talk about how our PMS really likes to convince us that we're depressed. You know, I yes. don't know if your PMS gets really <laughs> yes. like gets that bad, but my PMS really wants to convince me that I'm depressed. My PMS wants yes. to convince me that my life is falling apart and that I have no idea what's happening with my life and what I'm doing. And it's just a mess. And then once my period comes and goes, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm okay. <laughs> and so yeah. I've been, I've been battling with that over the past week or so. My life literally just felt like it was falling apart. It literally, it started off with one event um, and it just spiraled. Um, so I'm coming out of the fog. I'm saying, let me say, I'm coming out of the fog. Yesterday I woke up feeling normal again, which is 
fantastic because yeah. I haven't felt normal Yay. in a while. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better. You know, still in an existential crisis, the existential crisis of an actor. <laughs> you know, always, am I doing always, enough? Man. Will I make yep. it? You know, um, that's how I feel too. Yeah, I genuinely feel like uh, God changes number, and I don't have the real, the, the 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 right one because I think I'm dialing the wrong number. <laughs> the nigga is not hearing no. my calls. He's not picking them up. <laughs> He's not even hearing my voicemails and messages at this point. So yeah, man. I'm screaming. It is. Screaming. It's a tough one, man. I feel ignored by God, and I'm in a very difficult space. Like I just feel ignored by God, um, and I don't really know what to do about it. To be honest, um, yeah, I I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> but what I do know, I was telling a friend of mine last night, like I have nothing else but Jesus in acting, right? Like, I, if, if, if anything, and, and no. I have nothing else. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. I don't know how to give up on acting and say, okay, I'm going to go work an office job forever and ever and not, you know, be an actor. I mean, I do work an office job now because I'm an agent, but I just mean to completely give up on my dream and say, okay, I'm going to go and do this thing full time and forget that I ever wanted to perform and act. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to be an atheist. I don't know how to not believe in Jesus. I don't know how to, I don't know how to operate outside of those two things. And a friend of mine was saying, don't give up tools. You're going to make it. Your turn is coming. Your I'm like, girl, even if I was to give up, where would I go? <laughs> what would I do? Fair. What would I do? Fair. My life literally does not make sense outside Without these things. of these things. I tried yeah. it last year. I went and I did a really crappy subtitling job. Because the money was insane. It was amazing. But I was so miserable. And so every single time I think of, you know what, girl, just throw in the towel, go dust off that politics degree, go do something with it. I'm like, oh, my word, the misery. I'm not ready for that misery. So, yeah, I'm going through all of that right now, just doubting if my time will ever come, if the sun, the sh the sun will ever shine on me. Um, the dream is taking longer than I thought. <laughs> it's taking yeah. longer than I ever expected. But um, I like I said, I, 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 I don't have much outside of acting in Jesus, so I can't let go of either of them because it's all I know. It's breathing to me. You know, I believe in Jesus more than I believe in this microphone that's sitting right in front of me. <laughs> so I don't... I don't know. I, I know I can be mad at God as much as I want. I can be frustrated. I can, you know, give God the silent treatment. But, like, I'm always going back to God. I'm always going back to Jesus, you know, because I don't know how to believe in anything else. And I don't want to believe yeah. in anything else. So, yeah, that's me, guys. I'm, 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 I'm going through it, man. I'm going through it. But otherwise, we move. It's heavy times, but we're moving. And we're shaking, okay? And yes. we're still releasing and content. And, and uh, we're still doing what we got to do, okay? I am super <laughs> excited, though, for this series. We are doing a new series. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll notice our graphic has changed. If the graphic has changed, you know we're in a new chapter, right? And Amen. Amen. we have decided we are doing a, 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 um, a series on identity, you know? 
um i think identity is such a i love identity politics generally like personally i live for identity politics so i am super excited to jump into it this series is going to be quite different to anything that we've done in the sense that every single week we are going to do our very best to bring you a new guest who will talk on their identity you know according to whatever the title of the episode is going to be but today you just yep. have Naya and I kicking it off kind of talking about our own identities our own struggles with identity and labels we've had to fight off and how we define ourselves in the world today but from next week guys we're going to give we'll hear this much from us oh yeah yeah <laughs> and i think what 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 the point is of this is to pass the mic right is to say yeah we don't know much about this identity we can't speak on this identity so we need to bring yeah. somebody who can speak on it and we can just facilitate the conversation but exactly in the same way we had the chat about the gay best friend with Kim we could not talk about the gay best friend without having the gay best friend in the room yeah so yeah we are super excited about this uh series um and every single episode will obviously be a woman guest we will not we will try our best to not have any men on the show <laughs> not because we hate men but we do but we don't but that's not the reason <laughs> <laughs> not for that reason we don't hate you to you know be on the show we hate the patriarchy for sure yes yes um, <laughs> but you know it ain't nothing personal <laughs> y'all it's just like eh, yeah we ain't talking about y'all like oh, honestly we're we not talk talking about, about you 25, Goodbye. you know maybe next season not not now <laughs> not now <laughs> <laughs> exactly maybe next season we'll do a whole season maybe probably not but you know you know maybe. you never know <laughs> <laughs> so naya tell me what do you identify as like in the world generally using like worldly terms what do you identify yeah. as um i think the word worldly has always been very weird to me mm-hmm. um i will start there um specifically if i go down my list right so in school we um, at Michigan, we had to go through like our identity list. So you do all the seen and unseen um, identities. So I am a cisgender, black female. Um, I'm able-bodied. I am an American. I actually hate this identity. I hate identifying this identity, but I am thin. Um, and what's what's the other one? Able-bodied, cisgender, black girl. Um, oh, I'm middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm middle class and technically I'm also Christian. Mm-hmm. Those are all of my labels. <laughs> technically, That's like if you were ticking it off a box, you would say Christian is what you're saying. If there wasn't another box, <laughs> then yeah. If there wasn't a box that's spiritual, you would tick Christian. Exactly, exactly. I'm not, I grew up Christian, and so that's why I struggle with saying that I'm a Christian because it's more so a matter of that is how I was raised. My yeah. father was, is, not even was, is a minister, mm-hmm. actively is creating an app and creating a whole ministry. Um, and that is his calling. It, however, is not mine mm-hmm. um, for a lot of different reasons um, related to that relationship and otherwise, right? Yeah. So, um, I am not, I do not consider myself a Christian. Mm. I consider myself a spiritual person. I do not identify with one religion. I stopped doing that. 
Um, no, I do not go to church. No, I do not want to go to church. Um, Don't at me. No, okay. I do not read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do not I, I do not want to read the Bible I'm good thank mm-hmm. you um, I will listen to my gospel music because that is the base of music for me that is the music I was raised with and I think that is a artistic um, practice for me because of how freeing my spirituality is in in my passion in what I love doing um, but it's not necessarily to do a whole praise break mm-hmm. I am very personal with when it comes to spirituality type things not to say that like I cannot I cannot explain it to someone else so that they don't so that they understand it like I wouldn't even say it's preaching the gospel right I I hesitate to say that Mm -hmm. but it is to the point where like I have no problem explaining it to my friends who are who don't understand why people are so connected to their faith I have no problem doing that for them Um, And also I recognize that my positivity is rooted in some Christian beliefs. Like I said, like I was raised Christian. I can't dissect my my upbringing and who I am from how I was raised necessarily. Um, But if there was a box and I was forced to choose it, sure. But not unless I'm forced to. It's just not me. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Tools? I am black. Cisgendered, female, <laughs> heterosexual. I oh shit, that was what I forgot. Yes, <laughs> I'm also straight. <laughs> Fuck, I'm very heterosexual. I, a lot of my lesbian friends say like you are, you're not just straight, like you're very straight, and it's my worst character <laughs> trait. I hate it so much. Being attracted to men, bottom tier. It's terrible. It is the very bottom, bottom tier. <laughs> it's trash. Um, I am. Fully figured. I don't like the word fat. If you don't know, go back to our previous episodes. Um, I am tossa. Um, fully tossa. I mm-hmm. am middle class. And what was the other one? I think you mentioned it. Oh, yes, and I'm Christian. I am actually Christian, mm-hmm. raised Christian, still Christian, still choose Jesus every day. Um, those are my identifiers, and that's how I identify in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. I and I've struggled with a lot of these labels, right? Yeah. Um, because I call them labels, right? Because I can be Tosa and still not speak the most amazing Tosa, right? Yeah. And then be considered a coconut an Oreo, a whatever, black on the outside, white on the inside, because I went to white schools. Yep. So yep, I've battled a lot with a lot of these labels, and I think that's what we're getting into now. Like, what, like how, these official labels that we've, we've just mentioned, what are the ways that you color outside the lines with these labels, right? So yeah. for me, I am awesome and i was raised by my mother's side of the family and so i took my mother's maiden name and did not take my father's and so there's a whole lot with you know culture right and there's a whole history behind that that i i can't go into and i'm not willing to go into right now but That's another episode. It's a whole other episode. Maybe in 10 years time when I'm (laughs) actually ready. But they're actually like those kinds of things, right? Where it's like, but you are what your father is. And 
I was raised by my mother's side of the family. My mother was not married when yeah. she had me, so I had to be my mother's child culturally and take my mother's surname. And so okay. I struggle with identity around that as well because I guess maybe there's a whole other half of me that I'm not 100% sure of who I am, and that is for reasons out of my control. Yeah, I am... I've taken my mother's clan names. That is, those are my clan names, and that's what I claim because that is where I was raised. My grandfather raised me, calling me umamkwai matoku. You know, so I don't have any other reference of any other clan names that I can claim and say these are my own. And I think that's created a lot of conflict in my life because of that disconnect with the paternal side. Um, yeah. And that's okay because I think I've only recently come to say, you know what, I choose the side that chooses me. I choose the clan that chooses me. I choose the ancestral yeah. um, lineage that chooses me. And that happens to be that of my mother. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the, the label of Christian that I struggle with. I struggle with the label of Christian because... I think people assume that Christian means religious because in the worldly sense it mm. does. And that's what I mean when I say worldly. I, I mean like by the standards of the world. And then there's like all this internal conflict that we deal with, right? And unpacking that we do yeah. personally. So I am Christian, but I do not see myself as religious. But obviously in the, if I was mm. at home affairs ticking a box, I would tick Christian under the religion category, right? Yeah. If I was asked what is your religion, I would say Christian because that is what, you know. But I think for people who grew up in churches, in charismatic churches like mine, we denounce the, mm. the, the word religious because it is strict and it's rule following. And it's I don't do this and I don't have sex and I don't drink alcohol and I don't go to parties and I don't wear this and I don't do that. And that's just not how I live my life. <laughs> I, I just I don't think that's how Jesus looked as well. I just like let's be real. yes. I mean, I just don't live my life like that at all. Um, do I try to be Christ-like in in the things that I do? Of course I do. Do I fail dismally every single day? Absolutely. <laughs> so, of um, yeah. For me, I just believe in the pursuit of Christ. I believe mm -hmm. in trying to be Christ-like. You know, I think just kind of the point you're trying. Yes. You know? Yeah, Christian <laughs> is trying to move closer to the glory of God and failing every day and knowing that your failures are loved okay. and embraced and there is enough grace for that. So yeah. people love to talk about like the bigness of God, you know, the magnitude of God, that he is so holy that we must tremble at his feet. And I am so right now in my Christian walk interested in like the smallness of God. You know, the God that spoke to mm. prostitutes and dined with them and communed with them. The, the, the God that, that stopped because someone tugged at the hem of his, of his, of his tunic. You know, like, like the God that, that remembers the small things. The God that walks and doesn't run. He's never in haste. He's never in a hurry. The God that's just chilled. So I'm, I'm interested in, in, in that part of Christ at the moment, you know. Because yeah, those are the only parts I can really grasp onto in the space I'm in emotionally and spiritually. So mm. I'm really, like you said, very personal about my faith. Very, very intimate about my faith. 
I mean, I know God is glorious and God is big and God created the world and the creation and then the, let there be light. And I get that. <laughs> but right now, in my faith, I am just super interested in in the intricacies of Jesus, man. The things that we gloss over. Like we gloss over them. We judge prostitutes. We, 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 we condemn sex work. But like Jesus said, stop that <laughs> you know literally yeah. <laughs> literally so i that's that's those are the th- i mean I, there are so many other labels i struggle with but like for the sake of time those are the two i think i, st- I wrestle with the most in my life you know yeah. um what about you what what are what are the one what are the worldly labels that are like cool in the world but you sit and wrestle with every day pick a label <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Um, so I'll start at the top. Um, so I am cisgender. I, I identify with the sex that I was born into. That's that's not debatable for me. Um, black, very weird. Very, very weird. Depending on where you are in the world, I wouldn't be considered black. Can you explain that? Because you said that last week, and I was like, Yeah. What? <laughs> So in some places, it's been told to me, and from my understanding, I may not be considered black because I'm educated um, or how I talk. So how people perceive me is not necessarily that I am their understanding of blackness. Mm. Um, Not that I'm not black. Not that you don't look black. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not that I don't appear to be. A okay, black woman, okay, okay, okay. Um, because last week I was like, in some... "Girl, you black. You you look black." Also, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Even though some people have argued that I there are some features of mine that are actually Latinx or Native American, whatever. So okay. I have some okay. racially ambiguous features, whatever. Cool. But if you know the history of black people in America, of course I might have those features because. Our lineage is mm. so fucked up. So, yeah. um, I don't know what I got, to be honest. And I'm not interested in knowing, per se. That is also another topic mm-hmm. for a whole nother mm-hmm. episode. Um, but at least in America, my ethnicity is African American and my race is black. Mm-hmm. Uh, why does that matter? Because you can be Caribbean and black. Mm. You could be... Latinx and black, but I specifically am African-American, which means my family was brought over here on a slave ship from the continent of Africa, Mm. and we have stayed here. (laughs) Um, Good, bad, or indifferent, right? Um, And I'm black. So there's that. Um, And then there's also, there is this weird thing. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because they're related, is there's this weird thing about being black in America it's weird to call myself an American, mm. <laughs> to be honest. Like, it, it's weird because there is no other existence that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird to be hated in your own country. Mm. Like, that's just weird. Like, everywhere else. And then still they claim like people. the country, right? Yeah. That must be and still so difficult to be it's awkward. disrespected, it's to be disregarded, to be hidden, and then still say, I'm American. Proudly. Yes. And so I was watching, or I wasn't watching, I was listening to this podcast called The 1619 Project. Um, And the New York Times does this beautiful, um, beautiful podcast. It's like six episodes long, and they're like different chapters. They're like each chapter is 
completely different. It's not necessarily like it's connected, but the whole point of 1619 was the year that the first slaves were brought here to America mm. on a ship. Mm. Um, so the whole idea is to basically unpack what that first experience was like and the results mm. that happened as a result of that. And so as I'm listening, she is talking about the fact that she never understood why her dad so proudly hung an American flag in their lawn. Mm. There was no other American flag on her street. It didn't make sense to her. And when she was a kid, she was deeply ashamed of that yeah, flag. Yeah. And she goes on to telling the rest of the story. And her father um, was a soldier, I want to say in Vietnam. Uh, and when he went to Vietnam, he was treated like an actual soldier, like an actual citizen. Then as you come back here to America, you're treated as a second-class citizen. Sure. And whether you wanted to recognize her or not, um, specifically like my grandparents, my parents' generation is very proud of being Americans because of the fact that they recognize we built this country. Mm. Whether they treat you like a second-class citizen or not, you need to have pride in the fact that this is your country just as much as it is theirs, sure. if not maybe even more, yeah. because you came and stole land from people. Mm. We came against our will and still built this country sure. on our backs and still did it and made it 10 times better than you could have imagined it to be. Everything that you think of in America, we helped build that. Mm -hmm. Everything. Mm -hmm. Everything that you hold dear, we made that. Mm -hmm. um, and so there is a lot of pride that comes with that. But I feel like personally, I don't think that makes me like my citizenship. Mm -hmm. I think it's still a thing of a default. It just is what it is yeah. for me. I don't yeah. think it's a pride for me that we have this long, like, tribulation of a history and we pride ourselves on the strength of our people and I don't know that we didn't have that strength before um, because situations like hardships don't make you become someone new yeah. they just bring out what's already there right and so for me I just feel like that's total bull that that is the only way we can justify the bad we have to see some good in it yeah. right and that's great because that actually means we accept our circumstance and we come full circle and it's a healthier way to go about life, but I also just, I cannot fully accept that without knowing the truth is. And the pain I, of it, you know, yeah, not just the, the glorification of, of it. I mean, Naya, yeah. you are saying so much, and I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I, I just have a lot. I just think as black people, just like black women, right, there yeah. is this glory in struggle and pain and suffering and slavery Bro, I just want to sleep. And like, all like you know what I mean? And not be worried about the fact that we were enslaved for hundreds of years. And, okay? and it's like, the fact that we need to God. claim this glory and claim the pride in the struggle and in the glory. And I understand that we have had no other choice. We can't sit and sleep and say, okay, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to work because this America hates us. You guys had to. I mean, your great, 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 great grandparents choice, had to get up there and work to make sure that they made a life for you guys and that you could sit and go to college and, and have a better life than they did. And I get all of that. But I am so tired yeah. of the worldly narrative that black people must struggle to be considered black. So this thing that you said, like, because you're educated, some people wouldn't consider, consider you black. That's something we struggle with here, too. It's like if I don't yeah. speak vernac, if I don't speak my mother tongue, if I didn't bath in a, in a, in a, in a you know, plastic tub, if I didn't, you know, do my homework by candlelight, I am not black. This thing that we, yeah. we cling to struggle as an identifier yeah. for blackness 
is ridiculous to me. And I don't blame us because that's what the world yeah. has socialized us to believe. That's what they taught yes. us. Yes. That's what you taught us. But oh my word, there is so much more beyond that that defines my blackness. Struggle cannot be the only thing that qualifies me for blackness. No, I have never I think, done honestly, my homework by candlelight. I mean, unless it's load shedding, which we all know. But like I... <laughs> Wait, what is load shedding for those who do not know? For those who don't know, okay, so we have an electricity crisis in South Africa, a coal crisis, if you will, because we burn coal. And they're trying to kill us on the planet, y'all, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) I can't explain it for real, for real, because I don't really know what the serious thing is, but apparently we are having, we're in a coal crisis or a coal shortage or an electricity shortage. So they switch off our electricity in blocks. And according to a schedule. So we all have an app. Well, not all of us. Um, but most of us should have an app that tells you that from this time to this time, we're switching off the electricity to reserve and preserve coal um, Bro. so that we can have it in the long run. Now, we have this not all year round. app for this. Yeah, we have an app because we have to track it. We have to plan our lives, make sure our devices are charged, make sure you have... Some people, white people, you know what's crazy have generators. Is the, I just feel like... You are burning coal, but you have an app. I just feel like those are two generation differences. Like, I mentally am like, what? What? That would make, huh? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you got an app, you shouldn't have coal. Yes, yes. It's not. Welcome to a third world country that that likes to front (laughs) like we're not. Um, (laughs) I got you, I got you. So, that is oh, load shedding. Oh, for those of you who wonder why our episodes sometimes come late, load shedding. Load shedding, that, that exactly. That is sometimes an exactly. issue. <laughs> like this week, it, we didn't record at our normal time because I, I wasn't load shedding actually, but it was a result of load shedding. Yeah. My Wi-Fi just was out. So the towers and the, like, the signal tower connection thingies, because of the on and offness, mm-hmm. needed tech support to come in and fix them. So those things kind of happened. Wow. So we have blocks. I had no electricity from 8 p.m. to 10.30. So... We're in stage one right now, which means two and a half hours. Stage four is four hours. You know, we've got different stages. So back to my point, I don't need to struggle Mm -hmm. to be considered black. And I think we need to really let this thing go. But I understand where it comes from because the world has taught us that black people struggle and that's about it. That's all we do. Yeah. I mean, but I feel like part of the, the narrative kind of going back to like the idea of like what is is kind of answering the question like what is blackness i feel like we were fed this lie of like blackness is struggle Mm. blackness is the equivalent for us would be like oh you're ghetto Mm. if you didn't grow up in the ghetto if you didn't grow up in the hood you're not black if Mm. you don't know um if you don't know how to like talk in a it's not even like hood. Like there is a whole work. There's a whole like vernacular saying for it. Talk black is essentially what we say, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to talk black, like you're not actually black. And then I grew up in an age right before Issa Rae, and Issa Rae came around. And I was like, oh shit, that's me, um, <laughs> yeah, and that was yeah. awesome and great. But up until that point, I didn't talk like the people that were on uh, the TV that I saw. I didn't talk like the people I heard on the radio, and so that Oreo concept very much so a thing like that is Mm. definitely where blackness comes in conflict the idea of black people being middle class even though black people have been middle class for decades Mm. maybe might i dare say centuries Mm. (laughs) um it's still not portrayed in the media as such but who runs the media countries white people Mm. specifically white males our network 
executives, right? And they're the ones who are picking these shows. They're the ones who are picking what goes where and what does what, right? And we're getting better now because we're realizing the world around us is literally, literally not black and white. But even still, it doesn't mean that they lost their jobs. It just means that they recognize where the money resides, literally. Um, And so with that in mind, I would argue that the definition of blackness is whatever they want it to be. They being this omniscient white council, whatever. I don't know. Them white people that got all their money. I don't yeah. know. And so also in our way, country, it's the it's 10%. A, it's a way to keep us in our place when they define what blackness yes. is. Yes. Exactly. If they define it and they say, if you're, you can't be black if you're not educated, mm. right? You can't be black if you didn't grow up in these areas that we set. Mm. You couldn't be black if you don't do these things because this is what I've shown you blackness is. And if you don't follow those things, then you must not be black. Yep. Or you must think that you are close to my whiteness, yes. which means you are inferior and a problem. Yes. So let me try and make sure to mess you up enough where you start questioning who you are and your your identity crisis so that I recognize and make you into a smaller group of people who you can't be this because I've shown you that you can't be Mm -hmm. and you will never get closer to what I am so you're just an alien Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and the reality is there is this whole legacy of black people that at least here in America Honestly, since quarantine, we started learning about all these other people that we didn't know about, right? We, we've learned about the Tulsa massacre. We've learned about mm. Black Wall Street. We learned about all these different things. We learned that Central Park is literally an old black town that you bulldozed over and built a park on. What? Like, that's actually crazy that we spent all of our time thinking of all these different places around the country and come to find out there are areas of land where black civilization was great and happy. There were towns there. We were very prosperous. Remember when we'd been saying for centuries, why don't we just come up with our own towns and get away from white people? We did that. (laughs) They killed us. They massacred us. We tried. They shut our shit down. They rioted. Like, and what's crazy is we get mad at Hitler and we get mad at genocides and we get mad at the Rwanda genocide. We get mad at all those different things that are overseas. And what's crazy is you do it every day to us. Mm. You've always done it to us. You just turn a blind eye to it and it's in your own backyard. So these are the things that I don't think people are thinking about, let alone being a woman. I, I, I don't necessarily... Growing up, I resented being the girly girl. And mm. even that is based on the fact that men see this weak side mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. like sensitivity and femininity being a problem. So I would say I've spent all of my life trying to battle against labels. Being middle class during college, oh, I was like, wow. well, I'm not really middle class. Like, I actually don't have that much money. It's like, no, your mom is middle class. Mm. And that's great that you were privileged enough to have the experiences that middle class is able to give you. And it's also okay that you're also able to give back to people and also okay that you didn't grow up in a rich ass boarding school. Just be okay with where you're at. It it doesn't have to be a competition. Like it just, everything becomes a competition. And I understand where people are like, these like politics, the um, label politics is just ridiculous. I understand, but I also didn't make the label. So sue me. Like this isn't my fault that you made the system like this and you're privileging off of it. It's not my fault that I've lived in it and also have rejected it and also hate talking about it 25-7. Yeah. But I didn't make the rules. You did. I mean, I just, this is just so packed and, and it's just, I mean, I, I, 
it's just so much. It is just, it's just, <laughs> it's too much. It is too much. I don't, I don't even know where to begin, you know, like this thing of, but we don't have to talk about it all the time. We don't have to talk about race all the time, but like. Okay, but dude, I, that is my life. It's like, I don't understand when people say that. It doesn't make sense when people say that to me. It, it just, it is so weird. Like I could just pack my skin tone and my skin color, my whole skin, the biggest organ on my body, I can pack it away in a backpack and have it not be something that is a thing in any part of my life. It's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous when you I live wish- in a world of such ignorance that you really believe that the color of your skin has nothing to do with how you maneuver the world. It is ignorance, pure ignorance. I just want to go back to those same people and say, okay, why can't we, why do we have to make everything about religion? (laughs) (laughs) Why do we have to make everything about gender and sex? Why do we have to make everything about sexuality or sex in general? (sighs) That's crazy. Like, I just, I don't understand how you could think I, I don't understand how you could think that. I just... Like, that is a... The fact that it comes out of your mouth, like you said, is ignorance, but it's just pure privilege. Yeah. That you think that yeah. that's a possibility. Yeah. Like, wake up. <laughs> I mean, y'all, you can hear that there is so much to unpack in this series, and I am so excited to unpack it. I'm so excited for our guests to come through and give us, like, different experiences and, like, different perspectives of identity Obviously, because we are cross-continental, we are already international, okay? We are going to be looking at a lot of American guests who give us context on their identity, South African guests. We're going to go into, like, what it means to be the better black. You know, we know what that is. (laughs) Those of us who um, have been to Model C schools and stuff like that um, understand that concept very, very well. Um, and just kind of parallel the two and contrast them and see, like, what is this and what is that? And what does it mean in America? What does it mean in South Africa? And I think our American audience are also learning that we also have identity politics and, like, racial politics. Like, white people are still here. (laughs) They have not left, y'all. They have not read the room and realized that it is time for them to get their asses up and leave. Um, I don't believe it. They, yeah, and I need Americans to understand that, like, there is more history outside of American history. And I guess this is why this show exists, <laughs> right? Like, uh, there is yeah. history outside of slavery and um, civil rights and, 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 and the American context of racism. We are also in hell. <laughs> we are in hell, my loves, okay? I need y'all to know that. But, um, yeah, I think every day we come to, like, these points where we fight these labels off. And it's it's an unending, like, never-ending struggle, you know. And I guess this yeah. is what this uh, chapter of the podcast is going to be about. We'll dive more into those kinds of things and how we define ourselves. Because that's a whole other thing. There's the way that the world defines us and the way that we decide to define ourselves. Um, Which is very different, very different. You you will find and have already sort of heard. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Y'all, awesome. Naya, I just, I have, girl, girl. I, I, <laughs> girl, just say it, just say it, let it out. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed and I'm excited also. And I'm excited that, you know, we have the chance to have a platform to, to talk about these things openly. And I really hope yeah. that you guys will engage 
this topic and call us out if you feel like we're using the wrong words because that's another thing right like terminology is a whole other yeah. thing right and you say the wrong thing yep. and now it's like how dare she say that uh, 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 uh. there's a whole learning no, right like, teach us if we're saying the wrong yeah. thing and we're using the wrong words but i am an expert on nothing except my own experience is what i always say that's so, it. So, um, I'm, I'm... And I ain't even got that in the bag, exactly. yet, y'all. So, you can also burn me at the stake for that, too. Like, that's not how that happened way back when. Okay, look, your truth is your truth and mine is mine. But I still don't know what I'm doing. You're right? right. You're right. You're right. I mean, I'm good, girl. I'm, I'm, I'm just ready for the, for, the, for the next episode. I'm ready for the next episode. Let's go. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you in the next episode. And we are so excited for our first guest being up. Um, and we hope that you join us and engage with us on all of our social media platforms, whether it's Instagram or our Twitter, as always, at RantMunch underscore, underscore podcast. Uh, we will see you guys later. Have an awesome week. Bye. Bye. Stop, stop to the hard TikTok. You don't stop, 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 stop.